Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Aged Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about movies and TVs, although we never have, um, that have aged in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm. My name is Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me as ever is my delicious friend. His name is... Ooh, delicious. David Rogers. What's up? <laughs> What's up, delicioso? <laughs> um, David, we are doing a movie today, a movie that terrified me as a adolescent. What is it called? I Am Legend, Will Smith, 2007. Seven. 2007 baby um well we're gonna get into it um we have a very exciting guest for you a guest that's very appropriate for this episode 20 which is like the 2020 pandemic episode i know you're so over it you don't want to think about it but fuck you you're listening you've come this far you're gonna listen to it anyway but it's my turn to do the synopsis so here we go we got your man will he has a dog friend he's living in some kind of post-apocalyptic New York. There's grass growing everywhere. It's beautiful. We love it. We go deer hunting. Fabulous. There's cars. Great cover for the deer, right? Come to find out that there's these zombies, right? And they're trying to kill him, but they can't get him in the daytime. So he has to like lock himself in this house. And then we find out that he's a scientist and that he was like kind of responsible for making sure that these zombies like didn't take over the earth. And he personally feels responsible. And he we find out that his family like also died and then also his dog gets bitten and he like makes enemies with one of the zombies who he claims doesn't have any human sort of like characteristics. Uh, next minute he is trying to kill himself. He drives into all these zombies in the middle of the night. He's like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I have nothing to left to live for. These two other humans that have survived somehow find him. Uh, he ends up blowing himself up in essence because he's trying to save them. And then they find this colony that is the rest of the human race. And would we say that's a fair assessment, David Rogers? I would, yeah. Okay, great. Well, we also have a fabulous guest joining us today. And her name is Georgie Storm Waite, actress, Australian. Georgie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Georgie is joining us from Sydney, Australia. She is currently in quarantine. That is correct. Correct. Yeah. My dog Fun who time. my dog who is on heavy medication today has just decided that this is the correct time to start drinking noisily behind me. So <laughs> everybody welcome Ollie. But Georgie, Ooh. you are in <laughs> Sydney, so we must excuse the lag. Um, tell us what quarantine is like, why you're there, what's going on. So quarantine in Australia is really strict right now. For those of you that don't know, anyone that arrives into Australia has to do a mandatory two-week quarantine in a hotel room that they essentially, the government organises and puts you up in. You're escorted from the plane straight to your hotel. You've got to go through all these sort of checkpoints and there was all these army guys around and yeah, it's really luck of the draw which room you get. They provide three meals a day. And I've got to say the meals have been pretty good so far, but it's a lot of like carb loaded stuff. So lots of pasta, lots of bread. So I'm feeling grateful that I was actually able to get a treadmill in my room. 
but it definitely is a really strange experience because you can't open any windows. I haven't seen anyone in the flesh in a week and I won't for another week. And yeah, you just get all these calls during the day, the, the, the nurses checking in and the cops making sure that you haven't left your room. So Why can't you open the windows? There's no, the, the window won't open at all. So, so oh, basically, so you guys can't jump out and go from yeah, I'm done night. with quarantine. I'm yeah. done. We're streaking I'm through done. the gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, bizarre experience, but it's a novelty and I'm getting through it. But uh, yeah, watching this film in quarantine. <laughs> Did you feel some things? To- Did you feel some oh, things? I felt some things. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so Georgie is in quarantine. We thought it was super appropriate to have her join us on the podcast. Um, Georgie, though, tell us who you are in the industry, how we all come to know each other, what you're doing, what's going on, girlfriend? Yes. Okay, so I'm normally based in L.A. I used to work in marketing and then I jumped into the entertainment industry in film and TV and now I'm an actress. And I moved over to LA because I got into this um, acting academy that brought me over and I fell in love with the place and my career. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I do in career-wise on the hustle. And I know Paris and David through, well, I met through Paris because there's this thing about Australians is that we all end up knowing one another whenever we move countries or different cities, we all end up in this sort of little pod and so yeah that's how I know Paris and met Dave that way yeah Yeah. and and the Australians in LA thing like we're a small Mm -hmm. bunch actually um and we all support each other but it's funny like in so many ways our stories are so different but in some ways it's Mm -hmm. so similar like it's so hard to be a foreigner abroad I mean I say that, but then I also know that like David has had his own challenges moving just from Wisconsin. Like mm-hmm. you come to LA, you find your people, you hope for the best and you just have to support each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Georgie, tell us a little bit about the, the last couple of projects you've been working on. Give us a little insight. Yeah. So, I mean, with COVID times, it's been a strange one, obviously for everyone, but especially in the entertainment industry, you like with acting because So much of it is, you know, you need to be on set and be on location. And so much of that has been halted. But I was lucky enough to film a proof of concept last year for a horror film. And with the attention that that's going to get picked up, which would be amazing. And it was a really fun shoot. And I basically (laughs) played a witch who was possessed and had these sort of crazy abilities. And it was a really fun shoot because... I was dressed up and I looked completely different. Like I had all this dirt all over my teeth and it it just didn't look like me basically. And, you know, I love those sort of roles because you can really get into it when it's someone that's so different from you, you can really turn on that kind of um, crazy factor if you like. And I have played a few of those roles before and I'll never forget when we filmed a particular scene, you know, we were all set up, we'd been filming all day and, my sort of scene came in later in the day when it was dark outside and I don't think the director or the crew really knew how big I was going to go with this and let's just say that I had to let out a scream when I went to attack a couple of people and they were not prepared for that and everything (laughs) you could just hear like a pin drop once 
the director yelled cut like it was yeah so it was pretty fun but i love those kind of shoots when you can yeah, that's awesome. so, yeah it was pretty sick well, we're so stoked to have you joining us today because you are literally living uh, a, maybe like a part of like what this movie is about. So I think we should jump into it, guys. What do you think? Hey, yeah, let's do, let's do it. Okay, so we come into this world. We've got my boo, Emma Thompson, which story time about her. My dad used to date her in London. What? Do you guys not know this? No. Well, Emma, if you hear this, um, I am Peter's daughter. Um, we actually know <laughs> we actually never talked about this in Hook. My parents' names are Peter and Wendy, and we were like, how did we not talk about this? But my dad yeah. used to be a model in the in the 80s. He used to live in London. One of his girlfriends was Emma Thompson, who we love. And she is a very brief part in this film. She is the villain who essentially is talking about how they've cured cancer. Like, what a world. They've cured cancer by like manipulating genes and they've saved like over 10,000 people from cancer, right? So that's kind of like the world we're dropped into. And then it, it jumps forward and it's like three years later and it's fucking New York destroyed. But I did want to say before we jumped into that, I was dying because I was watching, this is me, like, having ADD, not officially, but like looking at the ticker along the bottom of this like news report. And it said like, um, the Knicks are on a winning streak, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was funny because I actually looked it up and the Knicks, as far as I know, have never been on a winning streak, which is something, which is something. Well, definitely not recently. Right. Yeah. Not, and then it also okay. said like Shaquille O'Neal retires. And then it was like funny because, you know, when you're predicting into the future, it said that he <laughs> retired at a certain year and in, uh, in uh, 2010, 2010 right? and then he actually retires in yeah. 2011. Yeah. So yeah. we have this like woman talking about it. It's the only scene with Emma. We love her. I'm mm -hmm. sure she had a great time shooting for one day or however long it took her to shoot this. Um, and yeah. then we jump forward and now we've got Will Smith. He's got a fucking gun. He's driving a car, a really fast car. He's driving around the streets. He's hunting something. Turns out it's a deer, but it's tense. Uh, drop me into your first impressions of this post-apocalyptic world. George, you got it. Yeah. Okay. So basically I felt really triggered from the get-go because Obviously, with everything that's happened over the past year, it's so unexpected. And it was funny, I remember watching this film years ago, and I remember just thinking to myself, oh, this just feels so unrealistic. Like, you know, none of this would ever happen. And, you know, even still, I feel, still feel a few of those elements, but I, there were things about it that I can relate to, of like stocking up on food, and then like, oh, when are we going to be fine to keep ordering food? And you know, even living in LA, you think about like earthquakes happening and like water being cut off and all that sort of stuff. So for me, I, it was triggering, but in a sense, I still had a lot of questions. I was thinking, where was he getting water from? Where, mm. how was he able to drive this fast car? Like, is, how was he able to get petrol? So I like that they did answer. The thing that, things. yeah, the thing that got me was like, he had all these empty streets. Like, so people were so conscientious. Yeah. They parked on the side of the road so he could just <laughs> zoom around. And then there's a scene later on in the film where you see like this gridlock. And I'm like, yeah, that feels mm -hmm. more realistic. Yes. But yes. all those cars had keys in them, right? Mm. And when we see him, that's like day a thousand or day 1001. 
So you potentially yeah. could. 1,000, 1,001. Did you hear that? I did over a thousand. No, you did over a thousand. That's, a, that's an angry yeah. quote. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so he could have, you know, he potentially could have moved a couple of those streets because you mm. do see some barricaded streets that he doesn't go down when he's chasing those deers. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So he's got yeah. his hunting ground essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was a little triggering, I think, because especially living in the US through the pandemic, we saw a lot of footage of like Times Square, which was completely deserted. Um, We all of us drove to different places in LA and it was like there were no cards on the road and we felt very scared. So that's yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the world. And um, we have this character, Robert Neville. He's the main character. He's in this like weird existence where he's living in this brownstone and (laughs) this part made me laugh. He has a full on lab downstairs. Uh, I was reading something and I was, it was like, that was the most unbelievable part that he just like either a set up a lab like that in three years or B found a brownstone with a full on lab. What do you guys think about that? I think he set it up himself. Yeah, I think he said it himself. Yeah. Yeah, three years is a long time. Eh, is it though? He achieved when it's just you. There's no and there's there's no TV. There's no Facebook. You just yeah. There's nothing to slow you down. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I just I just thought it was funny. He had this like full on setup. But yes, okay. So sorry. Let's backtrack. So he is immune to the virus, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially, I was joking about it because like in the U.S., people are getting vaccinated. Like pretty quickly okay and there's three vaccines there's pfizer moderna and johnson and johnson i know in other countries there's other vaccines but i have had this funny thought where i'm like just as a joke like what if one of them turns you into a zombie or what if one of them like you know all these things that could happen um but we live in this world in this film where essentially this cancer medication turned everyone into zombies we never really get like a clear explanation but that's where we live and what is it one percent of the population is immune i believe so mm-hmm. right something like that yeah he says that when he meets anna how many percentage mm-hmm. dies and then how many people turn into those things as he says the dark walkers yeah now do we want yeah. to call them zombies oh pc, PC david over here well, no because some of the articles i read is that they were referring them to as like bloodthirsty vampires oh zombies yeah yeah because i read something that called them dark earthers yeah i mean to me they kind of look like zombies they don't look like what you would traditionally call uh a drag like a vampire right yeah yeah they definitely look like zombies i always thought of them as zombies until i read these articles but you're right like he they- uses blood Right, there's yeah. blood, them. and also they can't come out in the daytime, which yeah. is mm-hmm. more stereotypical of oh. For vampires. Vampires, They're UV yeah. sensitive. That's interesting. But let's talk a little bit more about this world. So he's the only person that he knows of, right? And he goes mm-hmm. through these motions. He goes to the, he goes to the video store, and like is talking to these mannequins. Mannequins, yeah. <laughs> it's. Honestly, like I was thinking about it and I was like, I could write a whole article on this film about like, this is like a classic descent into madness, you know, like peace. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. talking to his dog. He's talking to himself through the diaries. He's talking to the mannequins. I think the mannequins is the most fucked up thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie store. Yeah. And he's, he's going through each DVD alphabetically. 
like watching each one. And so you can kind of see that he's made it a routine to go in there every day and have like fake human interaction. Pretend to talk to the guy behind the counter, pretend to flirt with the girl. He's like telling his dog he's going to talk to her. Like, bruh, you are losing your goddamn mind. Yeah. And how many days has it been? Like a thousand. Thousand and one. Yeah. So where do you guys think you would be mentally? Oh, I would be. Use some devices like that where you could talk to mannequins in stores or. Babe, I just did a year. I just did a year of pandemic. I I can tell you where I was at. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) I'd be be drunk every night. I'd be just fucking writing on the walls. I'd be I'd be nuts. Like he's the fact that he's trying to find a cure and is like actually doing useful things. And his only crazy thing is talking to mannequins like. Mm. I'd say he's doing he's pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, he's working he's out well. every day. He's working yeah. out. Yeah, Eating yeah. right. It's 2007, yeah. Will think, Smith. He looks good. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I've been a week in, you know, isolated quarantine, and I'm already making friends with the lamp and his poster <laughs> of a fish. So I, I, you know, I understand him wanting to talk to the mannequins, but then that that bit where he gets um, really set off when the mannequin is in front of. Uh, uh, Grand Central Terminal mm-hmm. is just oh gosh his reaction to that I was very shocked by but that. Did, what stuck out to you guys in that scene the hell are you doing out here Fred what the, what the hell are you no 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 what the hell are you doing out here Fred how did you get out here if you're real, you better tell me right now. If you're real, you better tell me right now. Uh, for me, it was that he was angry at the mannequin. He's like, what are you doing? But when well, he pulls yeah. up on it, what does he see? Is this a trick question? No. I didn't realize this until I read this. And I've seen this movie four or five times before I rewatched it and tell then me. kind of researched it. What does he, he see? He pulls up and he yeah. sees uh, the mannequin. And if you yeah. w- go back and watch that screen after we are done with this, the mannequin's head moves. <gasps> yeah no it's fucking creepy i didn't see that it moves oh, just so slightly that. and he looks oh. and he just moves it like half a turn and that's why he gets out and he's like what are you doing what are you doing out here fred what are you doing oh. if you don't speak right now or tell me that you're real um so what i read was that shows to his descent mentally mm, right into madness mm-hmm. yeah into madness yeah. um when he, when he sees that yeah, because that does make sense. Because in my mind, I was thinking, why is he having such a strong reaction when, you know, he knows that the zombies, if we want to call them that, are behind in the building or, you know, that so much is at stake. Why is he getting so, like, in my mind, I was thinking, stay in your car, go back. They obviously, obviously this is a setup. But as you said, it just showed that he was having, yeah, like mental issues. And that's yeah, why I mean, he hasn't seen like another that. human being in three years. But I'm going to yeah. keep driving if I see that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, same. I'd be like, no. He's supposed to be outside the movie store, and he's sitting mm-hmm. in front of Grand Central Station, which goes mm-hmm. to why, you know, another argument for calling them vampires instead of zombies, because yeah. they're fucking setting up moves <laughs> to try to get this guy. Yeah, that's true. Which you I know, feel like so we... they're thinking. We do have to go into that. But before we do, I did want to talk about the science that Robert Neville uh, does. We're introduced to him. He's got this full on lab. He's immune. He's like fucking with his blood, like trying to like figure out why he's immune and all this shit. Right. 
he's got this wall of like zombie rats. Some of them are are dead. Um, And then later in the film, we basically see like a wall of dead creatures. He's essentially been capturing the night walkers or whatever you want to call them. And he's been experimenting on them because he's trying to turn them back. So did either of you have a problem with that? Because I was kind of like, it felt a little weird that he was like doing human experiments. I, I felt a little weird about it. That he was trying to come up with a it's, cure for these No, things? I didn't feel weird about the fact that he was trying to come up with a cure. I felt mm. weird that he was capturing these hu- what used to be humans yeah. against yeah. their will and essentially mm-hmm. subjecting them to scientific experiments. If he cures them, then are you okay with it? I guess, but he didn't so cure any of them. He killed all of them. It's like but this he came up with a cure at the end, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't do that, so he was doing it on rats and he was monitoring them. And then when one of those showed progress, he would capture one and then human do human trials. I right? just put in my notes, I was like, human experiments? And then you I was got like, to. Don't, don't make a it a couple dozen eggs. Oh, I don't know. It <laughs> yeah. just feels a little and now you're saying human. Well, they're humanoid. They're humanoid. They're humanoid. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. He saves the day by doing this. Yeah. He does. Because I understand, you know, if you've only got the rats to be able to go from, then you want to obviously experiment on the zombies, humanoids. But I was thinking, as you were saying that, I was like, oh, but also, you know, there are other animals that he could have tested on. Like, you know, I know I'm glad you brought that up because I actually wanted to ask you, and I know this kind of leads into the the question of like the zombies slash vampires. Did you guys understand? Cause I didn't, I put my hand up right now and say, I did not understand. Yeah. Did you understand the rules of this disease? Because we, we meet, um, let's call them zombie vampire dogs, right? Mm. Do we ever meet zombie vampire deer? No. Right. No. We only meet zombie vampire dogs and zombie vampire humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's one point where he's like fishing. I'm like, where are there z- zombie humanoid yeah. fish? Are there zombie? Like, I just think the film kind of left a few gaps about what the limitations of this disease are. And like, yeah. even also like what the rules of the zombies are, because there's one point where he says that they... Um, no longer like dis, uh, exhibit human behavior. But then this is, he says that right after we see, you know, he manages to catch one of the zombie Draculas, whatever. And mm-hmm. this one guy like comes out and is like, fuck, you know, like he's clearly yeah, upset right. that this yeah. particular mm-hmm. thing has been captured. So to me, I was just like, the movie never makes clear like what the rules are. Yeah, the- yeah, I agree with that. He yeah. does say that the dog is immune to airborne mm-hmm. but not contact so yeah. all animals potentially could fall under that so where they weren't that... affected airborne like some of the humans were but if right. they were bitten or something like that then maybe and in theory if they were like constantly looking for blood mm. um wouldn't there be like zombie birds wouldn't there be zombie you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. but you also wouldn't see them during the day right that's true which he goes home tries to most of the time and then you Mm -hmm. see the zombie dogs and he dips out because you know marley got bit or uh, not marley what's the dog's name sam sam yeah because sam got bit i just i guess i wasn't clear like okay so this is what we know about the creatures they cannot be in direct sunlight or light in general whether it's fire 
mm-hmm. flashlights, whatever. Um, yeah. Can they walk underwater? Can they breathe underwater? We never know, right? Because he, well, because he's he's about to fall in the water, right? Like I'm just, there's a lot of things we don't know. Like, and then what we find out is they can be shot by a gun and they can mm-hmm. feel pain because he stabs the yeah. one guy at one point. Yeah. So, yeah, do they? die of old age like I just had so many questions where I was like <laughs> yeah I get that yeah you know, we didn't see the whole lifetime of a zombie no we didn't see the whole yeah. I guess it was only th- I guess it was only three years but um also I did the math and so there's mm. one point at the end where he says that there were 588 million people in wherever he says like the U.S. or whatever or maybe he mm. says like the world no six billion people in the world and then he says, so that's 12 million people left over. I, I'm, my math's all crazy, but he said 588 million at one point. And then he said 12 million people left, right? And then he's saying there's no colony, blah, blah, blah. But I did the math and I was like, okay, so let's say that math is correct. That means that for every one zombie, they're going after one alive person. Uh, 50 of them are going after one alive person. It's like 58, 588 divided by 12 is 49. So these guys seem like they're pretty massive killers, right? Um, yeah. I kept asking myself, like, is that enough? Like, if they, I, I guess my main question is, like, how do they survive if they're not eating humans? Because clearly there were no humans left. But not all of them yeah, turned they- into zombies. There was a kill rate, in, uh, instant kill rate as well. Oh, not everybody instinct- turned. Oh, yeah, okay, not okay. every. So he says, like, 96% of humans died immediately i i don't know if it's 96 mm-hmm. percent. be like clap stands and then he's like there's one mm-hmm. percent immune the rest of the the rest of them turn oh, into those things out there that's this okay. yeah that yeah that's the 580 that's the 588 million got it yeah. okay i mm-hmm. must miss that part where they died but yeah i was yeah. like i was like what happens when they don't eat like that's why i was like yeah. are there are there zombie deer because like if i'm a zombie vampire like am i trying to eat a deer <laughs> Anything, yeah, anything Maybe. you can, yeah. yeah. Or is it yeah, only I humans? Those deers are quick, know, though. It's just yeah, new... they're really quick. But then, but then we saw the <laughs> lion and the yeah. and the cub. You know, where are they hiding <laughs> from the monsters? You know, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, who that? A lot, a lot of questions. Lot of questions. Lot and of questions. speaking lot of questions, <laughs> David, you had some questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, so what would your setup be in a zombie apocalypse? Where are you going? What kind of house are you setting up? And what are, give me three essentials that you're looking for when you're out gathering stuff. So where would you be? Yeah. And what would you gather? Georgia, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I, I was kind of, when he was in that home, I was thinking to myself, why is he just in a home that's just right off the street that, you know, dark earthers can get to? In my head, I was like, you're in New York. Like, you can go to all these high rise buildings but then I was also thinking but then you know if you um like 55th floor like you've got to do all those stairs every day because maybe the elevator's not working but then I thought it was really strange that he hadn't tried to get off the island and especially when there were like boats and all these helicopters from the army base and stuff around in my head I was thinking why wouldn't you try and see if there's life off, off the island. But then I understand as well, wanting to just bunker in, especially if he's just doing scientific experiments in his lab. So I would probably try and get to Australia if I could, because Australia is, you know, it's so expansive and so big that it is 
very separate from the rest of the world, as we know, when we have to fly back home. Well, that's the thing. If if zombies can't go on or whatever these day walker things are, if they can't go through the water, then yeah, Australia pretty good. Unless, because it's airborne that people in Australia got it somehow. So there's zombies on Australia. Just like COVID. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot less cases. But there'd be less there'd be less people wandering in essentially. Like you, you could you guys could stay at home all you want in Australia to keep COVID cases down, but the K virus was, you know, airborne. So you guys you keep your mouth shut. okay well you're gonna you're gonna get it well then i guess i okay so we know that the virus cannot travel in the cold which i thought was so funny that she was like we're going to vermont and i was like looking up the temperatures and i'm like vermont is not that cold like i lived in canada for six years fuck you i will move to like the northern part of you know canada i want to live on a big property I'm going to have like barbed wire all around. I'm going to have fucking yeah. landmines everywhere. I'll have like <laughs> my cattle. I'll just go back to like olden times where I live off the grid. I'll have yeah. like sheep, pigs, cows, chickens, plant some veggies mm-hmm. and just, uh, I'm, but then it's sad. Cause like I am a city girl at heart. So it's like, I'd be sad to just like stare into the wilderness every night. And that's like, honestly a horror <laughs> film yeah. of mine. But uh, it's also safer than being. Yeah, what's left city. in the city for you that makes you a city yeah. girl? You know, like what would keep you there yeah. when it's just you? I mean, I could play golf off a bridge and just, True. you know, get better at hitting off golf balls like Will Smith does. <laughs> play my play my news reports on repeat, uh, which was hilarious because I did read an article that was like, so hang on a second, did he? pre-record the news before he knew there was a virus so they knew there was a virus right Mm. his family dies spoiler alert and if you see the first house he goes into when him and sam are scavenging there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of literature that whoever was in there printed off so it said quarantine they had a foreshadow about those zombie dogs he opens Mm -hmm. the cabinets and it says you know dogs come out at dusk right yeah um so be careful so some people there was a group of people that were still alive that immunity people you know that one percent that were still living in new york before the zombies or vampire things got to them Mm -hmm. and they were still probably because there was quarantine signs there was you know watch the dogs so there's a bunch of vampires or whatever zombies that they knew about there's a group of people that were alive that were still probably out and about or trying to figure things out mm. as the rest of the 1% was getting eaten up. Right. So right. Yeah. there was a little, okay, listen, so I know what you're saying. And I think that was very like, when you dig into it, you're like, oh yeah, that made sense. And we probably subconsciously noticed it, but I will also say there was a lot of um, exposition in this film yeah. that was very much like beating you over the head with some of the plot points, whether it was him mm-hmm. talking to himself in the diary whether it was him talking to the dog and it was like, don't worry, buddy. Like my blood's immune or whatever the fuck he says. There was also like things stuck to the fridge, like newspaper articles and stuff that were very like. In your face. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I guess that comes down to like, it's a, it's a big world. They have to explain a lot in a short amount of time, but it was funny to me, especially the, the device of talking to yourself in a video diary is very convenient. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a scientist. <laughs> he is a scientist. <laughs> it works right? in the it works in the Martian. It's gonna work in this movie. Yeah. So he's what do scientists do? They collect data, test it out. Collect data, 
test it out. Talk to yourself. Yeah. Tell exactly. everyone your backstory through yeah. the video diaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. So, I, yeah. No, Georgie, what were you saying? I was just going to say that the exposition thing was very obvious because, you know, there were so many articles that I kept seeing and picturing this time, especially watching it for the second time through. And I did have that thought where I was like, it could have literally just been him watching the TV again, where it says what the virus does, you know, who it infects, how it, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I just thought that was funny that they decided to just put it all in the prop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, what three things, what oh. are your essentials? What are you gathering? Generator. Okay. Gun, gun. Mm -hmm. and I think extensive first aid kit, right? Because everything else I can like scavenge, yeah. I think. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Georgie? I'd probably get the same. I'd probably get the same. I'd probably get water though, mm. like drinking water. But generator for sure. Weapon. See, I'll be okay because I live in Northern Canada. You live in Australia, so you're mm. fucked. But I live in Northern Canada, <laughs> so I can just melt the snow. <laughs> yeah, see, I'd need water 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's those are those are all good. I definitely do generator, weapons, and then fucking Americans know. and their weapons. Guys. We so get you, it. You said, you said weapons too. Um, how are you gonna kill the uh, the the night walkers or whatever without weapons? Well, apparently, I'll I'll rig some kind of extensive um, pendulum type catching system. <laughs> right? I'll set them up all over my property. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be easy. <laughs> just so catch them all. So you're just gonna have a bunch of booby traps. I don't need no pogey balls. Okay, I got <laughs> a taxi cab attached to a rope attached to a other fridge or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Zombie balls. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. And then I think. Well, I mean, I probably grab this anywhere, but I think I construct like some big ass truck that mm. I could plow through. Mad Men style, or yeah. Mad Max, Mad, Mad Max. Max, but also Mad Men. <laughs> Those <laughs> tight little waists, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just so I can move around, stash stuff, mm -hmm. um, go and get gasoline for the because the generators. I did see something interesting that he was using um, anywhere from like five to nine gallons a day. They broke it down. Oh. Like he would have three generators that could run that whole house, mm -hmm. so that could be done in real life. And it'd be mm -hmm. going about five to nine gallons a day, some, a somewhere around there. Yeah, but, uh, and they also broke down, there's like a hundred gas stations in New York. So that could definitely last him a very wow. long time. Okay. Cause if, yeah. if he can pump those gas stations, like we saw him, him yeah. doing, um, yeah, he could keep those generators going for a very long time. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. In my mind then now, when you said like, you'd get like a bus or a truck, some sort of like RV situation, I was thinking like, I'd get a boathouse and just literally live on the ocean for the rest of my life and then mm -hmm. just you know dock in when you need to get supplies but yeah. just have like a massive boathouse because i've seen those as well in london even just on the canals like they have these gorgeous boat boathouses that sometimes have two sort of big attachments and they do literally just look like a house that's yeah. well that's how we come so we we meet this character anna she like saves him and that's what we find out she's been living on a a red cross boat or something and like yeah. it wasn't until yeah. they went ashore that they kind of like got the infection and sounds about right with covid and those so. two were immune right with yeah. Anna and the little boy well there was but, five of them before i think she said okay. this. 
George, that's a great idea though, because you you wouldn't even have to live on the ocean. Basically, you could just no. well, I guess it's living, but you could sleep there. If right? the zombies the can't, in the can't go in the water, we've never you established. Go in a bay. True, that's true. But if still, if, if the zombies can walk along the distance, bottom, if you get yeah. such a far distance from mm. where they can't swim to, or they're gonna get tired from swimming. Yeah, but exactly. they're smart yeah. too. They might be able to rig up a boat. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe they, they can make but, traps for him. Right. But you could take a dinghy. You could have your big ass houseboat yeah. out there, yacht, mm-hmm. whatever, and then you could take a yeah. like a smaller boat in to, what if to the, salvage during the day. If they can make a fucking trap for Will Smith, they can maybe figure out how to work a boat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's just like yeah. 50 zombies in a rowboat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna and get that, you. that one main zombie is just screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> And they're rowing with him on his. And all on the his zombie grass. dogs are like swimming alongside. <laughs> yeah. They're so hairless, so they're He's so like. He's throwing them little rat balls speed. as toys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I need to know if they can go in the water or not. Like this. Yeah, chick- we need details. Yeah. yeah. Let's there may be a sequel, so we'll see. Is there really? Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about it. Well, we'd love to see well, Will. We will see. Probably because people had a million questions. So they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> Also, but who yeah. wants to watch that movie after fucking 2020? You know what I'm saying? Oh, and especially with these vaccines coming out now, I'm just like. We got it easy, though, compared to this. Yeah. Think I'm, about I'm, it. We are locked oh, up. Oh, I don't have. Yeah. A I don't few have, weeks. Oh. Uh, also, not, not everybody I know turned into a blood sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from my close friends, but yeah, <laughs> there's a few in there. Yeah, <laughs> but there's also in this movie there is mm. toilet paper hoarders. He goes into his house. He goes into that first house with all yeah. like the signs and stuff like that. There's a big fucking thing of toilet paper, and I was like, they're doing it in this movie too. They're doing it at Ralph's. These assholes buying up all the toilet paper. The, the toilet paper hoarding <laughs> yeah. thing. The toilet paper hoarding thing in Corona, I never understood. Like. No, neither. Well, actually, a friend explained it to me, and he said that because toilet paper, it takes up so much space in storage, like at grocery stores, that they can't actually have that many in the storage space. So say, for instance, everyone wanted um, cans of tuna, they'd be able to bring that out very quickly and easily because it doesn't take up much storage space. So there was never actually a lack of supply. It was just that the storage space couldn't take up all this bulk so people thought that they were running out but they weren't it's just the grocery stores couldn't store it there was they did run out a little bit for a second there there was a supply in in la there was yeah yeah there's a supply chain issue because wherever wherever they're stashed in it it's still got to be manufactured in the warehouse mm-hmm. and you forecast mm-hmm. in business, right? Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. say, we need this many rolls for the next few months. You're not thinking yeah. global pandemics hitting. But I'm, okay, can just, can I just interrupt for a, from a practical standpoint, like mm. toilet paper is great. We all love it. Um, but if you're at home and you've literally got nowhere to go and you run out of toilet paper, just jump in the shower, guy. Like, what are you doing? Or you have that one washcloth. Well, that one washcloth that you, <laughs> you tell your girlfriend, do not use this for your face, yeah, babe. babe. Do not. Babe, put that That is down. not a face wash washcloth. Wash your hands. I got to yeah. wash this. I got a different one for you in the <laughs> cupboard. But you know, like, so the toilet paper thing was funny to me, but like, I really mm-hmm. do think our generation, millennials, is going to be so scarred by that situation. Like, we're going to be those weird grandparents that have like three extra packets in the cupboard. Oh, did your grandparents do anything like that? We had this, my grandparents did the soap thing. Any little shard of a bar of soap would get clumped into yeah. the, the big ball in like a mason jar. <laughs> yes. 
So they would yeah, save yeah. those, clump them together. My, and then, my grandma's like 1918. So she was like on a yeah. farm with eight kids, poor. So you my know, nana, those, those things picked up. My nana for sure lived through the Great Depression. And like, I'll never forget like going to her house. I mean, I didn't know her all that well because we lived overseas for so long. But I remember going to her house one time and yeah, she made like, sausages that just smelled weird and we will and we checked and they were off but like she wouldn't throw away meat it was like you know or like she just like she was very conscious of like how much milk cost at the at the supermarket and it's like this generation just like did not waste things right Mm -mm. so that's that's their weirdness and ours will be like hoarding toilet paper but georgie (laughs) did your grandparents do anything weird yeah similar thing in terms of like use by dates they'd never go off the use by date on the packaging they would just <laughs> test it themselves because like no that's just implied that's yeah. not real <laughs> it's the <laughs> so smell yeah, test or taste mm, the smell test, the taste test. things yeah. were so much more dear back in the day you know like um mm-hmm. i mean essentially like we're all kind of the same age and like our grandparents lived through like rations and shit you know like i cannot mm-hmm. imagine like we we all live in america so we're such gluttons like we go to the supermarket and we're like yeah i'll get the jumbo pack like or whatever you know you eat a meal and it's fucking humongous um yeah. imagine really being like this is my last butter for three months i was saving that bacon right he oh, says yeah. that yeah. i love that scene i love how he acted in that and yeah, it just same. that was the thing that set him off Mm-hmm. That, like the tension the, in it yeah. everything else was okay but not the bacon i thought it was because mm-hmm. he was so horny and it was a man and a woman and they just <laughs> and they were like are we doing this yeah <laughs> or, <laughs> we might be the you, last two humans on yeah, earth let's fucking let's, go let's repopulate unless yeah. uh you, you know you what's, made the what, bacon what's the little kid's time. name ethan ethan shh go in the other room <laughs> yeah, go watch Rex, yeah man. go watch <laughs> onions have layers <laughs> <laughs> that was weird because shrek is a dreamworks property right mm-hmm. yeah, i believe so and uh i am legend is oh. warner brothers yes they also mm-hmm. had um that batman superman Poster. in times square oh i saw yeah. that yeah and i think there might have been a green lantern one somewhere as well yeah like a poster at the video store. That was funny. I wonder if there was like two executives that were like friends. They're like, guess what? You can even love cameo in here. Yeah. Although it was great to hear Will Smith do a an Eddie Murphy impression. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> very delicious. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, David, what, what else? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the sounds in this movie. So if you'd noticed, and I love the opening. I love how it was a, like a news broadcast as they didn't even cut to anything in the movie. It was still like introducing like the production company, stuff like that. Right. When Paris, they were talking about Shaq and um, you know, a couple of football teams and then they go mm-hmm. into, you know, the doctor with the measles virus and what they did to it. But throughout the movie, you only hear it's called a uh, diegetic sound or non-diegetic sound. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's, if you're in a movie, so Will Smith can hear everything that's going on. And so can the audience if say they played like some music track or some other narrator was talking over um, what Will Smith couldn't hear, that would be non-diegetic. But since we could hear the birds, we could hear the deer, we could hear the car, right? All that stuff was uh, diegetic sound that us as an audience could hear and Will uh, Robert Neville's character could. And there wasn't any other um, sounds that 
mm. Will couldn't hear that we couldn't. So oh, there was no yeah. like music track throughout. It was all nature. And there, even when the zombies are running around, it was no suspense. It was their, you could hear their feet. Yeah. You could hear them screaming. I do have so, to say there were <laughs> points. I've seen this movie many times. Um, well, actually, <laughs> I should say when I saw this movie originally, I was a preteen. I was very scared. It came out. Um, I think I was back. For, it came out in 2007, right? I was back for uni holidays. Okay. So I wasn't even a preteen. I was fucking like 18 or 19. And I went with some old school friends to watch it. And I had to leave the theater because I was so scared. And so rewatching it recently, like for this podcast, I had to watch quite a bit of it on mute. I'm ashamed. You're still scared? I'm the same. <laughs> I put the subtitles on and I was like, oh, what it was like distant screaming. I was like, nah. Yeah. But yeah. how creepy is that? It's creepy. And that's what right? I'm saying. Like the sounds are yeah, so creepy. No musical score to like manipulate, you know, emotions or anything yeah. like that. It's just any sound is from within the film. That's yeah. that takes place this whole movie. And I thought that yeah, was, that was so amazing. True. Yeah, that was because that moment when he went after Sam, when Sam went inside that, um, I hated it. Building. I hated every second of it. Oh, it was that... fucking tense. And they were, and he's walking past them, and all you hear was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all just huddled up, even though they could easily kill him because yeah. it's nighttime. And he's like sneaking through yeah. them. Yeah, that was, oh, that was. I remember that was a part where I had to like, I was like standing in the wings of the movie theater when I saw it for the first time at the movies, and then I remember the camera swung around, and you see the zombies, and it's like. So, would you go in there after Ali, or would you stand outside Fuck saying, "Ali, no. do you, Ali, do you want this?" Ali, Hell do you want this? no. Listen, <laughs> I love my child, my fur child. He is my world. If he ran into a dark place and there were zombies in there, I would probably be like, "I will grieve your loss." From the I, have the I have a painting of you. <laughs> I have a painting of you. I will go home and I will feel. I, I mean, I definitely stand outside in the sunlight and call him and call yeah. him and call him. Maybe even for like more than an hour. Like I don't know. It doesn't come. Starts to get dark. I am going home. Yeah, Georgie, you going in there for a pet or no? No, no. I'm sorry. If he's gone in there, like I love my animals and I used to have a dog. Really, she was the best, yeah. but. Even still, I'm like, I'll wait outside with some hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring some dog food. I'll bring her favorite treats. I'll stay there till nightfall. But yeah, until the um, sun goes down. It's like, you're on your own, bitch. Yeah. I'm getting my yeah. fucking dog. You're going in? I'm going in. I'm getting oh, my dog. God. Fuck that. But then, he, well, then he dies like the next couple of days anyway. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, like he knew that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, can we talk about that dog for a second? Like he knew he was going to see Fred. I know. <sighs> I just, there are a lot more humane ways to kill an animal than strangulation. Like, and he knew, he, he knew that dog like was, what, though? he's in a lab. He's surely got something yeah. in there. Oh, you know what I mean? Like he, he jabs it with a thing and he's like, not sure if it's going to work. Like he's hoping it's going to work. Wouldn't you also just that. grab a but, needle to be like, yeah, I guess him? instead of but strangling as, him Come as on. he's sitting there. He's Sam started yeah. turning. Wait, so if yeah, he tried yeah. to get up and there's no telling what could happen, but, even yeah. though he is immune himself, but you still you don't know, want to get bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? Cause Sam could kill him. Yeah. If he totally. gets up, if he goes like grabs his neck or anything, I don't know. I just, Sam was a, like a big loss. Uh, you definitely Sam felt was that. the emotional heartstrings yeah. for sure. Cause he sacrificed yeah. himself. 
Well, can we talk yeah. about that scene for a second? Okay, so we've kind of been dancing around it. So what happens first is he sets up this trap and he catches a zombie or a, a de- night walker and he takes it back. I'm like, I don't want to offend any vampires in the group. No, because it's not official and night walker is better. Vampires. So I don't want to offend them. You know, it's your pronouns. Good. Um, so the undead whatever they he catches one and then he puts it in the lab and he's like doing all these experiments experiments on it which i'm like "Mm, it's kind of weird and then he gets caught in a trap my problem is not with the trap in that scene my problem is he's hanging upside down for how long dripping blood out of his head and then he's stabbed in the leg and there's all this shit and like this is again with the science and the math i'm like it's never clear to me what the rules of this world are because if i mean okay first of all i stub my toe i have to lie down you know what i mean like he's hanging upside down blood is dripping out of his head he's being hung by one leg for how mm. long you wouldn't be able to stand that i wouldn't be i get pins and needles i can't stand up for five fucking minutes yeah you know mm-hmm. a couple things I, th- I think about so the way he cut himself down not the smartest mm not smart mm-hmm. at all bro robert neville is jack son you know what i mean Just we see, him, we up, see him doing the pull-ups oh, so all please. what he should have done gotten himself up done a couple crunches to get himself up there right wrap your couple, forearm couple extra ar- for just yeah, looks right just to get the glisten One, just to get break that sweat for the camera and then you, <laughs> you you wrap you wrap that wire around your forearm cut underneath that so then now the he's hanging by his off. forearm exactly and then he can land he still might fuck up his heels ankles whatever but he's not falling directly on the back of his neck or leg because that's how he he, you know he cuts himself so Mm -hmm. if you would have done that he could have cut below that not himself in the leg and then sam doesn't die because he can hit the ground they can run to the car He's or, been bleeding even, out of his head for hours. Yeah, he's not thinking the straight. He's been that. dripping into mm-hmm. his brain problem and now he's <laughs> dead. <brain> problem. <laughs> you know but there's no way there's no way I'm cutting myself off landing Babe, that he's not, on the back of my neck. Babe, he's not thinking. Okay. He's got <laughs> barely any brain like the fact that he was He's I, a scientist. I, he's, 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 <laughs> I just don't know how the brain works, but I feel like if you were upside down for that long, you wouldn't yeah. feel like great. And also, then I'm also yeah. not sliding to the car. You got a good leg. Just yeah, hop, exactly. baby. Hop. Just hop. Yeah, jump. Hop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, because I'm worried about yeah. Sam. I'm seeing these dogs yeah. and he's like, no, Sam, let's go, Sam. And he's yeah. pushing himself back. Motherfucker. Get on one leg and hop yeah. to that car, yes. roll those windows up, turn the air on, and let's, let's go home. Let's go home. Yeah. Fuck this. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so the zombies. Okay. So we've kind of danced around it a little bit as well. Those dogs are basically just dogs with no hair. So the zombie vampires are basically just humans with no hair. So therefore, it's basically David. I was going to say, if A equals B... <laughs> c equals and david B equals c then a also equals c yeah so that sucks so i am so they're fine but they were by the way they were vampire. also jacked like you so mm-hmm. it's good well they, thank you they were not white as fuck <laughs> yeah they they don't like uv i am a fan of the sun you know like that yeah, yeah. no mm-hmm. but they this is why i had so many questions like 
there's one point where you see their teeth they've all got teeth like i think the problem with and that's why i keep calling them zombies because there's like elements of this movie that remind me of movies that i haven't seen but that i know about like 28 days later which i will never see because i'm gonna (laughs) shit myself you know like i Mm -hmm. know that there are zombies that can run really fast or there's ones that are really dumb and like everybody's always reimagining the zombie these ones they're a community it seems like he doesn't know that yet but we come to see it as like, I don't know if we're interpreting it as like a father and a daughter or if it's like a lover mm. situation. There's something there. There's a human There's there. relationship yeah. there where he's like looking for this one specific guy and trying to save this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's really interesting to see the rules of how these monsters create. And and, and also in the in they have these flashbacks and he's walking his wife and his daughter to the helicopter and there's this woman and she's bleeding out of her eyes yeah. and she says take my daughter or take mm-hmm. my child mm-hmm. i don't know maybe maybe it's too much to compare it to the coronavirus but like you know what i mean like everybody yeah. experiences these symptoms differently so it's like how much humanity is supposed to be left in these creatures yeah mm-hmm. but they, they showed to your point they showed a little bit there was still mm-hmm. some so there was something to save even though he said they lost all like human capabilities. But let's talk about the test to get off the island. Oh, it reminded me of the coronavirus test. All these people are getting negative tests. And they're like, all right, motherfucker, to the left. And she gets the test, negative. And they're like, and he's like, test her again, test her again. And they're like, all right, man. Okay, she is good. What the fuck? Yeah. How many other people did you say that was negative? (laughs) That could have been positive or not had it if they would have tested them again. Yeah. That's a faulty machine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking that he was somehow manipulating it with his own body, but um, no, no, I don't think so. But it does remind me of the coronavirus and how. I don't know if this was around the world, if it was just in LA or if it was America, mm-hmm. but like we were all getting tested fairly regularly, right? Like we were all going mm-hmm. out every couple of weeks. And then an article came out saying that the tests that we had all been getting in LA were, what was the percentage it was like or off? Like it was a lot. Did yeah, that were, could have been mm-hmm. um, false positive, false, false negatives. False negatives. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Because so that- if people drank or ate like 20, 15 minutes beforehand, that could have affected the test potentially. And that's what this reminded me of that scene where it was like, mm-hmm. so you're going to let like, you're going to scan her and like, oh, she's fine. Yeah. And let her go. Yeah. yeah. Get on the helicopter. Go, go back yeah. to all those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go across the, the bridge. That scene as well. Something that struck me is some people were wearing masks. Some were not. The military were the military uh, wearing were... them and the people weren't. And... I don't know if you guys could hear the voiceover, but it was saying, return to your homes. Someone was saying over a megaphone, return yeah. to your homes. And it made me think about how like so much misinformation came out through this whole quarantine process. Like, hate to say it, but like the, the way the science kind of caught up. Like I remember at the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I had a friend who was making masks and she said, everybody's going to be wearing masks in the next couple of months. Trust me. And, and Scott and I were like, that's so weird. And then she was, she kept selling out. So we bought some and obviously now, like it seems weird to leave the house without a mask. Yeah, I went to a supply store and got some, I was traveling still. Um, This was like, you know, flu season and then Corona just started being talked about. I was, I was wearing them on planes and like, I posted a picture Mm -hmm. of it and I had friends like, why are you wearing a mask? It doesn't like Corona doesn't matter. Um, You can't, it's not going to help. Right. 
even like Dr. Fauci, wasn't he saying initially yeah. that masks weren't really? I thought thing? he was saying, yeah, just keep six feet distance. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, everybody wear a fucking mask. Um, so you can't, it was and now it's like you can't in LA at least you can't go into a store without store one. Without it. Yeah, so look. You pretty from, much like can't leave your house without. I feel like now in the last few weeks, it's been a little different Mm -hmm. because I feel like the percentage of people getting fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. is rising. But yeah, I mean, like talk about like just before Christmas going for a dog walk. If I saw someone not wearing a mask, I would fucking glare at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, fuck my life, right? Right. If you're not Mm -hmm. out there protecting yourself and other people. But yeah, it was just interesting. Like, and then like the desperate people and then you've got like the you know the top one percent going towards the helicopter and it was just they're they're letting some regular people out right because they they did that aerial shot and they showed boats going across mm, to the other mm-hmm. side as well yeah, so i think did. they were letting people, yeah. letting people that were negative onto those boats to get off the island because they're trying to quarantine but it's one of um, those it's one of those things as well where you're like okay so you're blowing up the bridges to stop people from coming over like essentially you're sacrificing all these people and like what like also the military staff or it was just like it's just so weird how people are so willing to be like oh i guess i'm a sacrifice now but as a government what do you what is your choice other than that get as many people as you can that don't have it off and we're putting this time limit on it. We're shutting this thing down because this is ground zero. I mean, we we've, we've seen in real life what they've done. Like different governments have handled it differently. Like we've have a. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's so interesting. I sent David a you know a list of like films that I thought we should talk about for the pandemic ish, and this is the one he chose. And I think this one's interesting because it shows like that like all is lost moment. You know where it was like we're just gonna blow up these bridges, and I'm I think. Uh, I don't want to say Australia did the same thing, but they were like, no flights in, no flights mm-hmm. out instead yeah, of like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think but this, what I found... oh, go ahead, Georgie. I was going to say, what I found interesting is that those helicopters though, a lot of them were part of the military. So it seems strange that there wasn't this correspondence of being like, well, let's get all the helicopters out first and then. And then we'll blow up the bridges. Blow up. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. no, we'll just blow up a few of our guys in the meantime as well. That's just <laughs> when they sent the jets over and they're still trying yeah. to get people out. Yeah. yeah. But exactly. at that, yeah. who knows how fast that virus is moving? Yeah. Right. So it's like, no, it goes Speed now. Speed of light. Oh, shit. <laughs> Speed of light. Well, because <laughs> the wife is asking, is it airborne? Robert, is it airborne? And he's fucking yeah. whipping through the streets. Like, how much money you got? You're going to go to your sister. And by the way, she only has $600. Like, that is... <laughs> what, what, what? But what? that's the thing. Like, what right now? Do you got a go bag, Paris? I mean, well, we kind you... of... Yeah, we have a go bag. Yeah, because... Yeah, well, no. uh, well, I recently, you know, had to have, like, my passport and shit ready to go. And I mean, but what's even in a go bag? Like, I just need my dog. I need Scott. I need my passport. I'm good. Are you saying I mean, like that's I, what I'm saying? So she only money, had six hundred dollars. Yeah, so she, you're right. And he said, "Go to ATM mm-hmm. when you get across. Get more. You got to get more." So Do I should this, have a few thousand bucks in my in my house. But that's it's what time limit are you working with? If it's right. go time and you mm-hmm. got to get out of somewhere because some catastrophe, you know, some catastrophe happened mm-hmm. or well, some outbreak. Did, did you guys have this talk in your homes when like COVID seemed really bad? Because we did. We we have earthquake kits here and mm-hmm. we went through our food supply and Scott 
is a former boy scout so like i'm lucky because he's organized and i'm not and he was like okay we have water to last us three weeks we have food to last us you know x amount of time like did you guys have those conversations in your homes when shit was really bad georgie um we had the earthquake kits but we didn't really have a plan of action of how long that was going to last us but in my mind i was thinking i'm definitely grabbing my passport i'm going straight to the airport i'm getting the f out of here but we didn't have that this breakdown of like how long the food's gonna last or anything like that yeah well, you guys, you? i mean i was consistently trying to stack uh like non-perishable items canned fruit uh pasta that was one of the first things that was going i wasn't crazy with it like the toilet paper people um the tpps but i was getting you know i was getting as much food i was going to the grocery store a few times a week just to keep yeah. keep things coming in mm-hmm. right yeah same. so i had it i was getting bottled big things of bottled water putting mm-hmm. it above my cabinets even though we have it coming out of the fridge stuff like that mm-hmm. just like what is my what are my necessities I, I need water if i gotta make a move you know what i mean and it's i'm fun. Part of me wouldn't mind a zombie apocalypse as long as I I mean a part of me. Well, (laughs) I just like being resourceful. Like I have to say, I I saw something the other day on the internet and I was like, I miss peak quarantine. And I was like, how can anybody miss that? But I, I do think back to like when shit was so unknown and like, it was just this infinite time. And we were just like, we have to make the best of it every day. And, you know, everybody was having zoom parties and everyone was, like we don't do that anymore because we're just like fuck it we'll see you soon bitch like yeah. how many fridays did that last we <laughs> probably, we did probably a, three a or four yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then yeah and those were fun playing games virtually mm-hmm. so we made we made the best of it i think yeah uh it's funny that georgie was like i'm gonna get the fuck out of america and me and david were like <laughs> bend down the hitches <laughs> honestly for me it just seemed like too hard to get on a flight you know um Wow. But who's telling how long you would have had to stay somewhere too, right? Or we, if I got that point, we had no details, right? And that was well, that was a, for me personally, that was a logistical thing where I was like, my family's here, you know, even though my family is my dog and my yeah. partner, like, where am I gonna go? My parents don't live in Australia anymore, you know. Um, but I do think there was a part of me that was like, I'm so ready for the survival mode, like, let's fucking go. Let's do like, where, where would you guys go thinking about it now? If you, if you knew it was only going to be a year mm. and you could bunk, hunker down somewhere else, where would you go? Dude, I think either Europe or Asia, okay. if, they, if they'd have me. Yeah. Asia probably because it's more affordable. Um, but, you know, the lockdowns have been so inconsistent. Like, Georgie, you were in London during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. You got to go yeah. see your sister. Sister give birth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yep. And, but I remember you telling me, like, it was good when you were there. And then I remember seeing footage of like, they've had, they're talking about a third wave in London, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so they, so they, so I was over there October last year and they went into lockdown around that time. And then it opened up around Christmas time so that people could see their families. And then after Christmas, it went into lockdown again. And that's not going to open up until I think start of april so that's just Jeez. and for them it's been really strict like no restaurants open nothing uh so yeah they've really really gone because of that second variant i think mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah so i think that variant, yeah yeah exactly. david i remember 
And David and I are in the same like social bubble. Cause there's like two buildings that live like a couple streets over from each other. And we stayed in a quarantine bubble and I will never forget, like in the beginning of the pandemic, like, yeah, we did a lot of zoom parties. We felt mm-hmm. very serious about it, but then I think, uh, restrictions kind of eased up or weren't as serious around Scott's birthday, if you remember, but that was also the same day that the national guard came to LA. So this is like Mm -hmm. June, 2020. And I remember, I mean, like literally David and like the rest of my friends, like live two streets over and it was after nightfall and you guys had to fucking sprint home because we were worried about night curfew. We were at my place the night before. For my birthday. That's right. That's and right. You guys place. And I do day. remember yeah. walking home like a speed walking, but it wasn't like official official. It was like the following night. Yeah. The next day we all the got National the Gods. message on our phone. Yes. The, um, what are they the called? Emergency broadcast. In America, you get a, that. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing. We didn't get any of those really to start the pandemic. Mm-mm. So how would you know when they enacted a curfew without that? Cause there mm-hmm. were a couple, it's like stay at home orders. And Mm -hmm. if you didn't have TV or social media, how are you going to know the stay at home order is in in order or whatever? Yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead, Georgie. I was just going to say, yeah, I did think that in the scene when they were going up to get the helicopter, I overheard on the speaker saying, oh, you've got to be like evacuated in the next hour or something. And I was thinking, I was like, well, how much notice did they have? Because you know, for us in the pandemic, when they said like, oh, they're going to enact a curfew and that sort of thing. Normally we have had a good amount of time and because, you know, everyone's on social media, everyone knows about it. But then you think about like the elderly who aren't on social media or, you know, don't even use the internet. Well, I will say during the Black Lives Matter protests, um, Mm -hmm. there were some times where they would give you like no time, like we would all get the messages like because it's one of those emergency things where it would be like curfew now enacted at 4 or 5 p.m and it would be like 3 45 you know what i mean like it's yeah. just yeah because they wanted to clear the streets because of the protests not because right. of covid right that's the hope they were trying to do that and that was their goal they didn't want people on top of each other spreading the virus I did laugh. I I did laugh when they were driving. There was just like so many convenient things in this movie. I did laugh when they were driving through the streets and then they turned on the radio and it was just at the right time to hear the president's broadcast. I was like, well, because when I turn on the radio, it's like usually ads, but I'm glad (laughs) glad you got the president's speech. Um, But anyway, I thought uh, overall the zombies were not that scary once you saw them. I I thought the movie was... And I think you see the zombies officially at like 39 minutes or 29 minutes. Um, and I thought it was way scarier when you just like had this looming fear. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Did you guys see the alternate ending? No. So he wheels out the lady, the final one that he took the cure from, right? Mm-hmm. That we see in their theatrical version. Yeah. Um, that main bigger zombie vampire guy only wanted her in the the alternate version Mm -hmm. so he just wheels her out and she's like looking at the guy's looking at her on the table he's like i gotta go get a syringe he walks through the zombies they kind of like jump at him the big guy like makes a noise they back up he gets a syringe sticks in her leg she kind of wakes up the bigger zombie picks her up and they all leave question yeah why didn't he try to eat her? Because now she's human. 
Well, she was starting to turn. So no, I know, gonna, but they're like they're gonna warm her up later. And no, no, no. But what know. I'm saying is like the zombie takes her, right? Yeah, or, but that's what I'm that's the alternate ending. He he loved her to your point that you were saying that he yeah. was looking for her. No, 100 percent That's, that's but the I'm, reason he came. This is again like the rules of the zombies. Like, at yeah. what point does he like, oh, I love you so much? And yeah. then she turns into a human, and he's like, oh, now I'm gonna eat you. You know yeah, that's I mean? what I'm saying. He's going to eat her eventually when oh. she warms up. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm babe. doing this because I love you. Yeah, and I need to eat you. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. I well, I had no idea there was an alternate ending, and now I need to go hunt it down because that makes me happy. Does that mean Will goes to the colony with them? Uh, they kind of go into the CGI and how they put it together. I'll, I'll send you guys the link after yeah. this. Yeah, Dan is like, because also, that I, was one thing, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Georgie. I was just to say that that was one thing that annoyed me. Is I was kind of looking forward to, I remember when I first saw it, I thought he was going to go on the journey with them, and I was excited to see that journey of him getting out of the city and what that was going to be like. And then when it literally just cut to her and the kids getting to this colony, I sort of was disappointed. Well, that, that was also bullshit because he's like, two things he's like, getting this coal mm. crate coal shoot mm-hmm. whatever don't come out till dawn first of all i was like she's in a coal shoot how does she know when dawn is so fuck you that's a <laughs> stupid thing to say and second he could have easily chucked the grenade and jumped inside that's or he could have been inside yeah. thrown it and closed the door right that's dumb yeah, yeah. fucking will <laughs> fucking um, independence day bullshit see any weird stuff like about <laughs> the virus do we know it, notice anything? Well, like something I read, it was like uh, they engineered the measles virus, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what that doctor did to cure cancer. But yeah. um, like what he made wouldn't be a vaccination or the vaccination, but a modified virus used to treat cancer and cancer isn't caused by a virus. So they mm. really didn't touch on that cancer is a cell mutation, right? They, they said that the doctor yeah, used measles virus to cure cancer she says she uses the analogy it's like imagine if a very bad man was driving a very fast car mm-hmm. and never place the so good driver with a cop right yeah yeah and that's the uh, cure the analogy mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting right yeah i mean the science in this movie i again i have a lot of questions about the zombie also the reason i was asking you guys if he had built that lab in three years or if he had found it is like and you said, okay, there wouldn't be a lot of distractions. But when you see the wall of faces of the people that he's experimented on and tried to save, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would have taken him a long time to work out how to capture them mm-hmm. and just even just being able to handle that, you know, after you lost your wife and kids. Right. You know, like so how much time- zero time for grieving, only time for zero experiments. Zero time for grieving, Yeah. And then what, he built this glass wall. How did he build that glass wall that managed to... Withstand the zombies? Yeah, I was. <laughs> that was something I wrote down. I was like, what the fuck is this made out of? Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. That was my thought too. I was like, how did he... He wouldn't have been able to build this on his own. Yeah. And then when the zombie keeps like pumping into it, it's like, uh, sir. Neville. It's working. 
well kills himself in a valiant blaze of glory, then assumably, is that a word? Presumably, uh, the mother <laughs> or whoever, Anna and Ethan, make it to the colony, right? They drive to Vermont. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I mean, I cannot imagine that Vermont is a small state, but I'll have to look it up. They find the exact place where they are. Incredible, right? And how I mean, long do you think as well it would take to get to Vermont driving-wise? She says if they leave right at dawn, they could drive there mm. before it's nighttime again. But again, she's in a chimney chute. Does she know when dawn exactly is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's wasting daylight. Yeah. Well, she, she's not know? the best at directions because he told her not to go back to the house until dawn. And she, she did drove not back. listen. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't listen. Georgie, it's about a five-hour drive right now. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Okay, so she leaves at dawn, which is at, like, let's say it's at, like, seven. She'll be there by, like, lunch, late lunch. Yeah. But I'm saying, she says she's going to drive to Vermont. Does she have an address? You know what I mean? Like, you get so lost. (laughs) Just be driving around this massive state. Preloaded GPS for her or something like that? I don't know. Do we feel like... We're meant to feel in some ways like Will Smith's character is responsible for the virus. Do we feel like he finds redemption by blowing himself up? Wait, why would you say he's responsible? Well, he's, yeah. I don't say, I'm not saying he's responsible, but he says daddy's going to stay behind and fight the monsters, right? Yeah. You and, and he constantly mentions how he has to find the cure. He has to find it. So you kind of feel like it's kind of on him. Was to I mean, find it, but yeah, not not that he had any hand well, in causing it. No, I guess not. Although he is like the way he talks in the beginning is like very like it's secret and blah. And, she, and the wife is like, "Tell me." So ground zero. He's he, you know right. He's in the, like he the keeps saying ground zero of the military arm, mm-hmm. right? So he. I, I guess you're not right. He like he didn't put in. Yeah, he's putting. He it didn't on create himself. the virus, but he's yeah. the way we feel is like the burden of like yeah. fixing it is on him right mm-hmm. he, he's putting at it least, on his shoulders he's putting it on him so if, yeah he's in ground zero so do we feel like he redeems himself when he blows up at the end is that his like last final like i did this for humanity yeah i think so yeah, yeah you, you also I, had the yeah. theme of the butterflies throughout mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. and i guess uh i gotta go back and look at it but i don't know if you guys saw it what I read, there was a butterfly in the in the class before he jumps mm-hmm. through it. I, I haven't ah, seen that. I've seen the other butterflies, um, you know, that Marley, his daughter, talks about. There's a butterfly that Sam sees, and that's like a driving force or like a spiritual guide for him throughout this movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, because Butterflies Anna, keep coming. Yeah, Anna has the tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, Anna has yeah, a tattoo. Yeah. And, I, and Marley mm-hmm. says it like, Daddy, look, the butterfly is they're about to take off in the mm-hmm. helicopter. Mm-hmm. But also, where did he get that grenade from? Like he just <laughs> pulls it out of the drawer. We have the grenade in the drawer. <laughs> did you gotta, guys have that drawer? I mean, know we do. Where you know, like, yeah, you obviously, David, he's, stop. He's you obviously guy. keep your grenades in the science lab because that's where they go. I'm not Marie Kondo, but I'm just saying. True, Maybe he's but if you're the scattered all around the house yeah just put them everywhere because he had he had the other gun where like the umbrellas go mm-hmm. he yeah. had the, the he had the cars on the street that de- uh that he could detonate which he did mm-hmm. like this guy's a planner 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. glass yeah. was like bulletproof, basically. No, we were talking about zombie- wait, like, what was that made of? Because we yes. should make everything out of that glass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Those guys very That's what my boathouse is going to be made out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Georgie's boathouse. Yeah. And that's going to let in so much light for you, Georgie, in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Don't forget sunscreen because, you know. I'll get the best tan. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, again, and okay. maybe, maybe I'm stupid. So, she hear, says she heard him on the AM radio. So, maybe she's heard this other colony on the AM radio and she's going towards it. Although, our mate Robert seems very convinced that it's so impossible that a colony exists, even though, and he's like, no one survived. And then he's looking yeah. at two humans, like with his own eyes. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. what, um, does he, what does she say when she talks about the Vermont? She says that haven. God told her. No. She does say that. I swear I to God. She, she said yeah. she heard. No. Just- she said she heard him on the radio, and but she says God told her to put on the radio. And she says, um, and he says, "How do you know that the colonies in Vermont?" She says, "God told me," and that's he. So like, it wasn't a Red uh, Cross station. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, she mentioned that yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought it was a station. Yeah. I thought it was a Red Cross that okay. she knew about. Maybe prior. it was, but he says, "How do you know about the colony?" And I swear on your life, he says, "She says because God told me," which I was like, "Okay, so we got two crazy people." So you're <laughs> saying that God, God t- is telling her that it's still there, but <laughs> she no knew. Idea. That's what I think. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think she's lost it, and he's also lost it. I mean, her only friend for the last three years is this child and that then she's Fred walks up. <laughs> and then the mannequins are there. Yeah. She's like, riding shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you about the uh, thing up in Vermont? Oh, Fred. Fred told me. And then Will's like Fred, like all betrayed. <laughs> and Fred's got a bunch of bullet holes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, this is a part of the podcast where we lose it um yeah i mean you really could make the evidence like you could really make an argument that these people are fucked <laughs> you got two adults that have not spoken to another adult in so long you know does she that took- kid ever say anything shrek's <laughs> shrek <laughs> Onions have legs. <laughs> She's like, we gotta teach you some other words, mate. <laughs> We're gonna take you to the movie store. We're gonna let you, you and Fred pick out a different uh, animation movie. <laughs> There's a whole section of them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, and I don't know. Actually, did you guys see though the bit where he comes into? the kitchen and it's her and the kids and it's actually his daughter and his wife for like a split second oh i didn't see that i i thought yeah, it was Jay. Really i close. thought it was um what's it what's his daughter's name the little marley yeah but what's the actress's mm-hmm. name his Willow. daughter, Willow. Willow. His, his real daughter it's, yeah. and she was the little kid right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i thought that but wait i didn't realize that it was also his wife had a little cameo so I think it was meant to look like her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's yeah. realizing norm his normalcy for mm-hmm. a split second. Yeah. And then it's like, nope, back to reality. Nope. Yeah. You're, Don't steal my bacon. It's and bacon stealer and mute kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bokers have layers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, yeah, the part where he just recites the whole <laughs> Shrek. <Yeah. scene>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she's like, "Okay, you you're okay." Yeah, yeah you're gosh. definitely normal. That's good. You're in, man. <laughs> you're in. Listen, I heard about this from God. thing from God. And listen, until you did the Shrek thing, I was I wasn't going to bring you. <laughs> you're fucking cool, man. <laughs> We want you quoting shit all the way to Vermont. It's about a five-hour drive. If we leave now. <laughs> if they even know where they're going, though. That, again, how big is Vermont? Like, when you say it's five hours to Vermont. They like, got God P.S. <laughs> what part of Vermont? Jesus. The part. Yeah. The Vermont. Yeah. The God, Vermont. Yeah. Oh. Hello, I would like to go to America.usa. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, that was that did kill me. She was like, uh, she was like, the cold kills them. And it's like, Vermont is not like, do people from outside of America think that Vermont is cold? That's my foster dog crying. Sorry. Oh, oh it's very sad because I won't let yeah. her destroy the couch. She's like, oh, oh. mean to me. <laughs> Because I was Any. even looking at that colony and that the, the walls weren't that, that high. No. Um, they could easily get in. Hello, they have two guards at the front. Just two. <laughs> two matters <laughs> the, the whole wall. You don't so know. Like, how did they survive for so long? Right? So it's, it's too cold. To George's point, you see the fences and you see um, how. Sh- Big they are, but they're not that big. And then you see yeah. the zombies that are fucking with Robert Neville, and they're building traps that are a couple yeah. stories high. Exactly. They're linking up cars. They yeah. moved Fred all the way from the video store to Grand Central. Mm-hmm. They they probably could get over that wall if they found it. And there were heaps of trees around that wall too. Like you just climb a tree. They can jump pretty far. Again, going back to the fact that we don't know the rules of the zombies. Like, can yeah. they jump really far? Are they smart? Like, yeah. They could, they could have constructed like a fucking ladder. That was a huge wall. Exactly. Or they could just go grab a ladder. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> bring a ladder. <laughs> they bring a ladder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just bring that one over by the hardware store? <laughs> it's like, there's a farmhouse right over here. I know about it. I know about it. I'm so hungry to eat humans. And there's only like a million of them left. So let's go. <laughs> no zombie deers though because yeah. <laughs> no uh okay so they, so anna and ethan go and they get redeemed and i love how they built this wall and like thank god there's a church inside like thank god did you guys notice that mm-hmm. little town got a church um gotta have a church. gotta have a church and then that's it like she says like robert neville was the founder of the cure and it's like okay so what are you saying the world goes back to normal or because they are mm-hmm. his legend and as well can we just say there was a scene sorry just a clip of her giving her blood to literally the first person that she, <laughs> we don't know if he's the right <laughs> like they, they didn't even give that guy a real gun like in the <laughs> at the gate he just they, they let him just hang out there to feel like he's part of, part of the crew and she's like man i gave i just yeah hey thanks for having us hopefully you guys got some hopefully you guys got some extra bacon because ours is gone but um yeah we brought you the cure oh fuck yeah where's the cure we gave it to the old dude by the gate wait wait you gave that to bob yeah yeah he took it 
Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and Bob's like, I didn't see it. And she's like, and no, they, scan, you. <laughs> they scan to Bob and he's got glass and blood all over his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he's just chewing on it. <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah, so that's the end. And yeah. It, it was weird. I felt like the first half of the movie went so fast and then like mm-hmm. all these extra ideas got introduced, like uh, his family dying. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely making it into the podcast. That's what we call diegetic sound. This? We can hear it and our audience can hear it. Okay. So yeah, they're, at, they're in Vermont. Redemption. Got the cure. Um... We didn't really talk about CGI. It was, we all we decided was that it was bad. Yeah, and they yeah. But they actually that made the production costs just it made them enormous compared to they were going to use people. Oh, I read that. Yes. Yeah, with like powder on them and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they yeah. said it just looked so bad that they decided to go. That CGI. looked bad, so they decided to go to CGI. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it's a choice that they made. Yeah. And as well, because I thought the CGI for the lions at the start was so bad. <laughs> that has so aged bad. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked a lot about this film. It's one of our longer episodes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but this is the part of the podcast where we shout someone out. So mm-hmm. who do you guys have? Georgie, you're our guest, so you can go first. Okay. So I have, his name is William Ladd Skinner. And he is an art director on the film. He's also done Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. And I just, as I was watching it, I thought, oh, wow, the props have really, an art department have gone to so much effort, just all those news articles and clippings and things like that and food. And I just thought it was really, I remember when he went into that scene of someone's house and, you know, was talking about quarantine. And I remember seeing all those empty water bottles and that reminded me so much of last year, you know, in COVID. So I just, yeah, that's who stood out to me in the art department. Yay. What I'm about done. you? We see you. We appreciate you. We I, see I loved you. all those. Yeah, I, loved you, all, <laughs> I loved all those little touches too. I thought, um, and I, that's why I love doing this podcast too. Cause even though I've seen this movie a few yeah. times, like I'm looking for stuff really, really hard before we do this podcast. And that's the only reason I saw some of those news clipping. So I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I went with James Newton Howard. Fuck you. We never have the same. Okay, fine. We did it? I I was going to say him too. Hey. Go on, James. (laughs) David James. Yeah, but he's, you know, music department, right? For this this film. And we talked about Mm -hmm. this. They didn't really have a score for the movie. And that's what he's done in some of his other films. So he must have done, you know, like the birds, the lions, the galloping of those deer, all that added to it. So um, I thought this was amazing that and how well it played in this movie. And without those extra effects or extra sound that only the audience can hear to to kind of make make it a little more emotional or more dramatic. And they didn't have to do that with this um so kudos to him he's done king kong i am legend obviously the dark knight batman begins hunger games uh he just he's he's working basically so yeah we see you and we We appreciate you you, james appreciate you well i feel like my name was stolen because i was also going to thank james but instead i had a backup because i don't know i just like knew that 
David's going to steal you. from me. God told me that you were going to steal from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, butterflies. Um, so I am going to choose Joseph Carey. He was a production assistant on this film. And mm. a, a sort of around the time that this was all happening, he was also like a production assistant on The Code and Old Dogs. Um, but it looks like most recently he has been acting. So he played Old Man 1 and Old Man 2 in Legend Quest in 2017. Um, right. He was a production assistant and she's got the look. Like uh, he's been doing random stuff, but I also tried to look him up on uh, LinkedIn and I couldn't find him because it was a lot of James Carey's. But I like to pretend, imagine that he is off living some like, you know, corporate lifestyle and just getting all the benefits and having a great time so joseph we see you and we appreciate you we see you yeah. yeah so this is the part where we decide if this film has aged like milk georgie you are our guest take us away uh you know what I gotta say, when you told me that we were gonna be reviewing this film, I was really apprehensive about it because I just remember thinking, A, I was just scared, and B, I just remember it sort of, I don't know, it felt like there was a lot of exposition, nothing, not a lot happened in it. But now looking back after the pandemic, I don't know, I guess the CGI wasn't great, and there are a few elements that, you know, we have so many questions about, but I don't know. They were, I think because it triggered me in certain ways where we actually have been through a pandemic, which clearly isn't nearly as bad as having zombies around and um, or not Draculas. having any <laughs> Draculas, sorry. I can't say zombies, Draculas, <laughs> Dark Earth, whatever they're called. So I don't know. I don't think it ate like milk in my mind. I believe you, David. Mm-hmm. I'm doing finger snaps for my girl, Georgie. Nerps. <laughs> Because your boy don't think it aged either. Oh. Okay. I love this kind of prepping that he did. You know, it gets every, to drive home the point that you got to plan, you got to prepare, get your go bags ready, everybody. All right. Um, some of the CGI <laughs> was a little kind of <laughs> iffy, but you know, if you got a certain budget, you got to cut corners somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. Right. And Will deserved every penny. For mm-hmm. acting his ass off in this movie, you know how hard it is to basically to be do alone. this by yourself. This yeah. is Tom Hanks on a fucking yeah. island. This is Will yeah, Smith on an island, but with mm-hmm. CGI zombies. So or CBI Draculas. So, we don't discriminate. I, not at all. <laughs> so I think this movie did not age like milk. I think this movie still holds up. Was this 13, 14 years later? And if they do make a sequel or prequel, I hope it's dope. And, and I hope you hit up my good. friend David because he looks like he could be Will Smith's son. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Well, he doesn't if he have might, a son. If he, I know, he, would, he, he would have to bang some rando. If he married a light-skinned yeah. woman. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying the story-wise. Mm-hmm. Story-wise. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have to choose. Well, first of all, he'd have to not die in the end mm. oh true by yeah, grenade yeah. Yeah. we're talking alternate ending will smith oh, goes to the colony meets a white woman loves her has mm. a baby with her and now it's you 
and it is me yeah. and damn <laughs> I look good and I'm bald just like <laughs> zombies so sometimes I creep in with them and I walk around and I go <laughs> and I grab Sing stuff from of their people <laughs> yeah. what, stuff from, what stuff could you steal from know, them man. all the stuff they took from Fred like their orange sweater because I think he deserves that back <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay and, uh, yeah if you need stuff i could go get it so <laughs> let me let me hear you go again the impression <laughs> see that's that's i mean i don't that's even just to, send me to the producers meeting i don't even have to read for this just screen test and put me in the game he baby. is ready yeah what no. do you think paris to that age uh yeah no i mean i think if you'd asked me a year and five days ago i probably would have been like yeah this movie's ridiculous like what the fuck and then we lived through something and again to bring it back like we don't know what's going to happen with the Pfizer, moderna and johnson and johnson you know like 20 years from now so i keep joking that like each one of them will have their own side effects like one will be like you know your arms shrivel or like your eyes stop working like you just don't know and then we're going to be comparing notes like who got what i i'm telling you yeah i'm not wishing that into existence like god did not tell me that this happened i'm just <laughs> to say uh I hope so, a side effect is shrek quotes just, all. Yeah. you, you, got, walk the, you got the ethan didn't you you got the ethan one yeah <laughs> no i don't think this movie aged like milk i think I mean, there are elements like Georgie touched on, like the CGI is kind of weird. And I would definitely, if I think this movie was being made now, I think we might, uh, yeah, there might be some different things like um, just the way he's like talking to himself. I don't know. I feel like the exposition, like I feel like if there was a new movie, they'd get through it differently. But no, this movie is very on trend considering it was only 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. So... Georgie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. I'm actually so glad that you selected that movie because I had bad memories of it and rewatching it now I appreciate it way more. Totally. I, I mean Will Smith, love him. Oh, He's, you know, babe. He's a total gem. Will Smith, I am legend is like peak Will Smith as well. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's yeah. a good David he's a bad David, man. David's he's like, I could I see, do he's it. still got it. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Willie. Big Uncle Will of time. Georgie, where can the people find you? I am on Instagram at Georgie Storm Waste. And yeah, you can follow my quarantine journey stuck in Sydney. I'm posting daily updates on that. And <laughs> um, yeah, we'll give you give you a taste of what it's like once I get out of here when I'm out and about in freedom in Australia. Survive. Survive. Survivor. <laughs> um I have a quick, ooh, if I can find it. We always love to touch base with our um, listeners. Yes. Uh, oh, I can't find it. But uh, basically someone messaged me talking about like how David in the hook episode, we didn't really talk about how John Williams was the composer. Did you know that? John Williams was the composer? Of hook. Yeah. 
Like we didn't really talk about the music of Hook at all, and I oh, had yeah. I had someone message me and be like, I can't believe you guys didn't talk and about the music. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah, because yeah. it was pretty good in the movie. So mm-hmm. that's why I like when people message us about stuff. It's like we can't thank everybody, and we want to like yeah. acknowledge every part of the film. But yeah, yeah, we go off on tangents sometimes, and that's fun. Yeah, yeah. so we find our way back. Exactly. Well, Georgie, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Um, I know you have a few more days of quarantine. I hope that you don't go insane and start thinking that God told you to do shit or that you <laughs> start talking to the lamp like it's a Fred. Um, like- yeah, but if you see Fred like in a different position, like just just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, go okay. towards it. <laughs> it's a bad call. Do not. Uh, thank you for joining us, David. Do you think that you should check your fridge? And make sure that milk is taken up? Gross milk is gross. Woo, we did it. Um, (laughs) Thanks for listening to us. Please write and subscribe us. Subscribe to us. Yeah. Subscribe us. Let me try that again. Please please rate and subscribe to us. Tell your friends about us. Email us. Follow us on Instagram. Don't send us dick pics. Other than that, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.